Welcome, my friends, to the Easy Living Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Garen Kitan. Today is July 20th, 2023, coming to you live from Casa de Seth in Deland, Florida. Um, I would like to, this time, introduce my um, guest today. Seth is here from, uh, just got back from a good trip to the main, uh, World Series, I should say. Uh, I wanted to begin the episode just real quick by highlighting um, a few things out there. But before we even get to that, welcome, Seth. How are you doing today? Thank you, sir. Very good. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to be back. Not happy to be back from the WSLP, but happy to be back. Yeah, for sure. So before we get into anything, I just wanted to give a shout out to a few people. Um, I had quite a few friends that um, went out to the World Series as well. One in particular, um, Eddie, uh, you know who you are from Jacksonville. Uh, the dude is a crusher. I think he went, I want to say, I, I, I'm going to try to get him on the show at some point. I think he went like six or seven out of maybe 10 events. Like he was just on fire out there. He didn't have like a like a gigantic score, but he had like a couple really solid ones. He ended up uh, obviously going deep in the main, uh, finishing, I believe, 738th place. Uh, so we were rooting for you, man, and I uh, want to congratulate you on a great summer. The, the guy is very cool, too, because he's just – He's a good guy. He'll talk to you. He's not like egotistical. And the other thing is, is he just, he's very grateful about everything that has happened to him in terms of poker. Um, and he knows that, you know, he lives a very um, lucky life like we all do. Um, the next thing I want to talk about was just so everybody's aware, and I'm sure everybody in the poker world knows this, but the main event broke the record. So 10,043 entrants. Including me, it was 10,043. Yes, and Seth was a player. And I, I had an opportunity to actually go out and play, and I decided to against it mainly for there were a couple reasons one i first and foremost like in poker i would love to just have all of myself that's a big thing that i like to do i i do give little pieces to family and friends once in a while but for the main it's some it's like a goal of mine to have is just to have all myself now it still might happen in the future but also the other thing was my wife was uh i was playing nurse uh garen this summer helping her get over her first month of rehab with uh achilles injury so that was kind of, it just didn't make sense for me to go out there and then leave her there to fend for herself and our dog at home. So anyway, um, so before we get into anything with Seth, I'm going to just go over my World Series briefly, uh, kind of a recap of what went down. I ended up playing um, just one World Series event and then one event at the Venetian. Um, I was out there with my father, so it was kind of a uh, combo trip of poker and uh, having fun with him. Uh, I played the $800 deep stack event. Uh, I went fairly deep, um, made it to the very last level of the first day of two days, and uh, I ran tens into jacks and queens, and I only had like seven big blinds. So it really was kind of an end. Did you not like whining? You ran jacks into queens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Kings. The same scenario. And won twelve million dollars. Yeah, exactly. And didn't hit a didn't hit my ten. Um, and so I cashed there. Like I think I got four hundred and sixty third place out of four thousand seven hundred forty seven, and then. The Venetian event, I started off really hot in that tournament, and I ended up not making the money. So overall, I was down just a little bit if you combine both the tournaments. Um, but overall, very close to breaking even. One one double cash, or doubled my buy-in on the one cash, and then um, would have been nice to go further. I think it was like 402000 I wouldn't have a problem with that, would you? No. Um, and then let's talk about you, Seth. So what, let's go through what, uh, what events did you play? I had a crazy first week. I went back. Twice because yeah, I went back from the main. Right, yeah. So I played the, played a smaller event, the seniors, and then I played a win event and cashed in the seniors and the win, and the win. 
Uh, you want me to go over hand now, or no, 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 just okay. uh, just what all the events. That was it, and then I played, went so to date. two events. The first two events, yeah, the first time. and then so that was the third time I cashed in the seniors. Mm-hmm. Again, losing a race after the bubble burst three oh. times in a row. The and one of the races I was a wasn't even a race. It was a dominant. It was pair oh. my my over pair over an under pair. Oh, really? But and then the main I got to day three. With a nice stack, and we can talk about what happened, but yeah, uh, didn't did, didn't didn't make the money at the end of the day. I got you. But you, you so how how many you know how many levels in the day? You played five levels a day, right? Yeah. So it was ten. It was ten, eleven, twelve and a half. Twelve, 12 and a half. half. So yeah. So you're halfway through about day three. Yeah. And then they burst the money right away early in day four, right? Like yeah, it ended up carrying over years. just by a person. Actually, yeah. a girl I sat with day one was the bubble girl. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, and she and she had a book. Um, very nice, very very nice lady. She mm-hmm. wrote a book. Um, I'll give her a shout out. I'll get all my information together. I got you. We'll go forward. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about. Uh, I want to get back to. This. So they, they broke the record for the, the main event. I, you know, in poker in the poker world, there's a, a big trend. It seems to be going. It's kind of like they're calling it the second boom. Do you agree? And I, I totally do agree. I don't think it's. Here's here's what I would say. I don't think it's the same. As the first time quite yet but i do think that there is the potential for this another boom to be even bigger and here's here's my reasoning why and you, you tell me if you agree so where can you play online poker right now Seth? where where can you actually play for money i'm waiting if you're for in florida, florida. i'm waiting for florida to become free nation state correct yeah well in the united mm-hmm. states you can play what michigan delaware new jersey uh, new jersey play vegas and new york i believe in pennsylvania i think there's like a handful of states right so you can only play technically legally there. Now there's other ways around like, for example, global poker and America's card rooms are options for people in Florida and other areas that don't necessarily have that. Um, but I tell you what, man, if the United States can somehow, which is highly unlikely, but if they can somehow figure out that all Americans deserve the right to play poker whenever and however they please, uh, you know, I think if they, if, if they, were to pass legislation of that sort to where it can be like you could bring back the poker stars of the world if you could have the world series of poker uh site we, they'd break that site if they had it open they'd have to do a full reading of it but if they brought that back and legalized it i predict if they were to do that in the entire country i think you'd have over twenty thousand people playing me it's just sheer numbers yeah of all the different satellites you could get going on the sites like it would be i mean without a doubt so I think it's coming. I think the best days of poker are still to come. And yeah, so but everyone, everyone likes to tell us that gambling is no good. DraftKings, I guess, is not gambling. Oh, well, I, yeah. The, uh, I think it's becoming more less taboo, though. Poker. It really is. It's becoming because mm-hmm. people. Then why don't we have it? Well, it, it's because politicians hold it up. That's why. Yeah. Honestly. And it's it's money. Right. It's, you know, the people of the world that like to cramp. I heard that. Ramp that down. I, I, that's another topic. I can't stand it. But okay, so we're gonna go over a couple hands. So I'm gonna go over hand, just one, just one hand in particular, and I'm gonna play. Give this to Seth. I kind of talked about it a little bit to him, and then you're gonna talk about a hand that you have, plus like a crazy situation. The craziest, craziest thing, he's craziest ever seen. hand I've ever seen. Okay, craziest situation I've ever seen at a poker yeah. table. And on that note, I don't. He has not told me anything about the crazy situation so i'm looking forward to seeing it and i'm going to give you just my raw take of what i think about it we'll see how crazy it is (laughs) but uh poker lately for me by the way has just been like i think i don't know if i told you this but i'm really focusing on 
I might only play from now to the next World Series. I might only play five or six live events. Like I'm really gonna cramp it down to like better events, and then I'm gonna play strictly online and study and just keep building um, bankroll purposes. Because at the end of the day, I want to be able to go play this these bigger events regularly. I have some thoughts on that, but go ahead. Yeah, I'd love to go hear. On. I'd love to hear because like I'm I, I uh, I'm grinding like crazy to make that happen. Um, so here's my hand. So in the $800 deep stack, I was sitting with like 210,000 chips, I believe is what it's, we'll just call it 200 for even numbers. And the big blind was, um, 800. So I had like 20, what is it? 22 bigs, 24 bigs ish effective. Um, I had pocket aces in the hijack. It had folded to me. I made a standard raise. I made it to, I think I made it 1800. So the big blind was 800, I made it 1800. Everybody folds, big blind who, just so you know, the villain in the hand is uh, was a very competent player. I had seen him before at the World Series uh, at a different tournament, like a small tournament. And I he was a very competent player. I played with him now for seven, eight hours at this point. So like I knew that he was, um, out of all the people at my table, there were basically him, he was one of the more, I would say competent people. But anyway, he made the call. So we're going to the flop with uh, 4,400, now 4,800 in the bot. Flop came like nine of clubs. No, sorry, nine of hearts, six of hearts, six of clubs is what it was. There were two hearts on board. I had the ace of hearts and the ace of spades. Okay. So before and two we hearts on the board. And there were two hearts. So I have, yeah, I'm blocking the nuts oh. on the straw. Yeah. So, which is um, a pretty strong card to have, but I'll explain why it can be double. It can be opposite at the same time. Um, so anyway, the when the flop came out, um, he checked to me, and then with forty eight hundred in the middle, I wanted to ask you. So I'll tell you what I did after. What would you be betting in that spot? I would bet. I would bet three quarters pot. Okay, so you're gonna bet three quarters. So you're gonna bet like three k, thirty five hundred. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I, we, when we've talked about this in the past episodes, so I bet, I want to say like twenty one hundred. I bet like a small bet. So it's like. Just over a third pot, right? Right. Yeah. So then you know, no, it's it's more, yeah, it's it's like uh, between a third and a half pot, more or less. And um, so I made the bet, and then our villain raised it to. I re, I do remember why, why he raised it six thousand. So it was thirty nine hundred more for me to call. What's going off in your head when when he raises you at nine six six? Do you think oh, the, uh, the player is going to do that with obviously nines? I don't think he's going to ever do. It. Well, one thing I've been working on is enticing aggressive people to make raises. What bet can I make originally for that guy to make a raise that I can yeah. call? Now, this is exactly opposite of pot control, and it's something yeah. I'm not comfortable with in my yeah. game. It's one of my leaks. Yeah. The so with that so, being said, if you bet twenty one hundred dollars and he raises, you made a bet that he a good player should raise. With any kind of a draw, any kind of a match, correct. Yeah. Anything that anything that he could surprise you with. Correct, yeah. And I think honestly, anytime So you have to call. If he's his calling range for me is if he's just calling my raise preflop in the big blind, this was a competent enough player that I definitely can discredit. Like I don't think he has anything uh any pairs higher than like sevens or above. I think he honestly would three bet me with like eights or above. I really did think that's like I discredited pot in like nine. So you already ranged them up. Yeah, I I thought I did, and I and I'm pretty sure I, I my I'll tell you at the end of the one the whole board is what I think he had, but um, 
my instinct was that, okay, this has got to be something draw heavy and we'll, and we'll go from there. Um, so he raised the 6,000. I sat there and thought for a while. I'm thinking, okay, it's got to be some type of draw. Hearts are possible. I do have these hearts. So I call. So there's 12,000, uh, 16,800 in the pot at that time. And then the turn was a, um, sorry, seven of diamonds was the turn card. So like a gutter ball 10, eight gets there. Um, yeah, which is probably not re raised. Or like an eight, five, yeah, hearts. or an eight, five or something, you know, like, and it did think through my head, like if he did have two hearts with that combo, it's possible. So he checked after the, after making that raise. So I was basically at that point just trying to play pot control. You, you agree? Would you ever bet the turn there again, like after he checks after raising you? Not sure. I could. I have, I have bets in my. I have bets in my game. Yeah. There. Here's my thought too: is if he it's did, not clear cut. if he possibly had sevens or like, let's just say he had. Uh, yeah, but you're going to lose it at the end anyhow. Yeah. So my my point is though is like he's going to. There's a lot of cards that he could potentially, or a lot of holdings that he has, where he's wanting you to like bet, so bet off. Can, yeah. So he can raise again. So can like, that's, a, raise that's another crazy thing I saw in the World Series. Uh, on topic, but off topic at the same time. I saw multiple check raises, multiple streets by the same player. Okay, like, and you normally just you don't see that very often. It's a move that doesn't happen too awful often. Well, maybe we'll start seeing it. But like, yeah, oh, it's crazy. Know. So it's just uh, the play is just different. So anyway, I checked back to pot control, and then the, the river was a three of hearts. So it completes the hearts on the board. Still the the um, like eight seven, the true flush drop, uh, or sorry, the straight draw up and down straight draw didn't get there, and um, at that point. He uh, bet into me, like the pot was 16,000. He bet half my, he bet like 8,000 or 8,500, I mm -hmm. believe, was a bet roughly. I can't remember for sure the numbers. So I'm thinking to myself, well, I really can't fold. Uh, is there any argument to raise? I don't think so. Well, one, uh, one of you bet first, right? No, no, no. On the river, he, he was, he was his I, first I was, act. Yeah, so he, okay. he bet into me uh, when the hearts got there. Yeah, so I, think, I'm thinking it, like, I think after you get that far, it's a, just a. It's yeah, a, it's just a call. It's an uncomfortable it's call. A, yeah, I was thinking to myself, well, I'm just either paying this guy, you know, he's got there, and I'm just unlucky. And that's where I was going to tell you, having the ace of hearts then, when that hits, is good in a way because I could rep that I have the nut flush, but at the same time, if he's, if you know that you you have the ace of hearts and a heart gets there, you know that he doesn't, he's willing to be, he's betting other cards that might be better than a flush, if that makes any sense. I don't know. That's true. So it, nah. does, it doesn't scare him. So he maybe got lucky and hit like sevens full on the turn. And that's why he checked and wanted mm -hmm. me to bet. So anyway, I did call and he just immediately mucked his hand. So I took down the pot and won um, and ended up, uh, I never got to see what he had. So okay, we'll, we'll live and learn. But I, I think it was, took it down. I think it was, a, it was a good, yeah, it was a good combo of getting value and also controlling the pot in a situation where you don't want to, you don't want to have to call your tournament off on yeah. that hand. So anyway. I'd be curious to run that one past my coach and yeah, see what I would he has to say. So if, you, if you don't mind writing it out. No, yeah, I will. Yeah, for sure. Um, and funny thing is, we just realized that I played with Grayson. I yeah, never met I, him, but I played with him, and I won one hand on him, and he won one on me. Um, but we'll get into that later. So okay, now um, before we talk about your World Series, there's one thing you wanted me to talk about is, and this helps Seth be successful at the World Series and in poker in general. Um, he. He has basically said that you slow down the process, think things through, and then you can explain more what the it's went from heart to fart. Well, yeah, we'll one, one, one of the guys, one, uh, one of the, uh, the my coach coaches a few high level, uh, good World Series players, mm -hmm. and one mostly mostly in Orlando. So we all kind of 
we all kind of worked together. And one guy came up with the slow down the process and he had fart and I just turned it into fart as mm -hmm. the comedian that I am. And, and it's P-H-A-R-R-T. Okay. And they stand for, here's what they stand for. Position, your hand, what are you going to try to accomplish, range of the player you're playing against, your own range, and then the board texture. And so really, it's funny that you say this because I have... Never put okay. it into, yeah, I've never really put it into words like this, but I, and there's things that I, parts of this that I already, most of it I already do, but there's, it's just, I do it a little differently in terms of like my order of things, but at the same time, it's, there are certain things I forget about and like, it's, it's really good to uh, go through this. So, um, you have the hand, you want to go about the regular hand first and then the crazy hand? Uh, yeah, I think I want to tell you about the my hand first because otherwise it won't have any. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, no yeah. Real quick, some, and this is funny because it's the, uh, when you bring attention to something, it's amazing how it comes up. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm the I'm a universe guy, so that's yeah. it's amazing how it comes up in the universe. So some of the things we were talking about was the, the ace-ace check back to a uh, really aggressive player. So I was playing at the win, the 1100. Um, it was the last. It was my last tournament before I was coming back in between breaks, between going to the main. Mm -hmm. And uh, my table was it was it was a very solid aggressive table, one of the most solid aggressive tables I even over World Series events because mm -hmm. um, everybody must have been taking a break and playing the 1100 at the win, yeah. which is beautiful. I, oh, love, yeah. I love that place. Yeah. The um, so. Just getting every time I bet someone re-raises. I'm getting three. There's three spots behind me that once they're taking turns punching me, or at least it feels. You know how yeah, that, yeah, you know yeah. how that feels. Yep. So I I said, okay, give me a hand, give me a hand, give me a hand, and we talked about this during my lessons. And so I get ace ace. I'm first to act. Everybody's deep. We, it it might have been the second uh, blind level. Mm -hmm. So I think it was two. It was one. It, it might have been two three. I lead out for 700 mm -hmm. um, and I'm just waiting. Which guy, which guy's looking his chops? Yeah, First aggressive guy folds, second aggressive guy throws chips in the middle. And I don't even think he knew how many chips he threw in the middle. Yeah. So it was like a 2000 raise. Um, everybody folds, which gave me the perfect opportunity mm -hmm. to check back my aces. So, so you just called, you flatted? I just flatted him. And then, and then when the flop came out, you checked it to him? The, when the flop came out, I don't remember what the flop was, but it was pretty, pretty, it was pretty no no problem. Rainbow, not, not low cards, not wet. So I actually bet it. Oh, okay. I made, a, I made a nice small bet that I knew he couldn't. See, your, your move pre-flop is the most important part of this hand so far is because most people, even in the early stage, Early stages is where I think though this will happen more because people are so deep they don't want to necessarily treat it like um, like oh no I was looking to double up well, on this guy. yeah yeah no doubt but what I'm saying is when you just call you have a very competent player is never going to put you on queens kings races right they're especially gonna, they're going to put you like sevens through jacks and they're probably going to put you on like right. maybe eights jack suited ace queen suited something like that maybe but they're yeah. they're going to discredit that top little percentage of hands and it's huge. Right, especially old man poker who's yeah. going to get run. I, they're going to run over me every it's time. It's no different than in the later stage of tournament when you're 20 or 30 bigs and you're looking to really spin it up. You get a big hand like aces or kings and have an open and just flat, knowing that you've got aggressiveness behind you that's going to try to take advantage, and rightfully so because they want to attack the chips in position. 
But if I can't tell you how, how often that helps me in terms of my biggest run in the World Series, I did that. I flatted big hands twice, aces and jacks twice, and got repopped and scooped all the chips because of it. Just because of that. So I make a purposely bad bet, and not only that, I fumble my chips. So okay, see, you're <laughs> we're gonna talk about this part. You're the you're the player that literally is looking for ways to make yourself false tell. Exactly. Wow. The wow, that's like only again now, now anytime I play against you and you well, mess up your chips, I'm gonna be like, well, what the hell? Now I but I'm I can reverse that. <laughs> I know, I know. The it's funny. Uh, it's funny because this guy had no idea what was coming and the moral of this story stinks at the end. And I'm giving it away a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a loss, but the way it ended up was not the way I planned. Yeah. So okay. I fumble about twenty one hundred chips into the middle. Okay, so there's already four K in the pot. Right, and you so you bet about half. Right, so I, yeah, a little a little bit less. There was a a little bit less. I like the bets, and I fumbled it. So it's like I I looked like I didn't know what to bet. Do you remember what the board came out? The board came out something like king four two. So his three betting range is going to have a lot of kings. So that's good for you. I don't even think he was looking at his cards. I just oh, thought he was really waiting to raise no matter what I did, especially if I looked like I wasn't comfortable. Yeah. So I looked uncomfortable. I bet he raises. Mm-hmm. I called again. Yeah. Next card. Oh, oh, so on the flop, you bet he raised you and then you called. Yeah. Okay. And then I just called again because I, I wanted him to really think I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Because um, nobody, that I mean, a call there is was like there the worst. No flush draw? No flush draw? There was no flush draw, no nothing. Then the. Uh, so then the turn came up. Okay. Or we were yeah, but the turn yeah. Okay, so when the turn came up, the money got all in at the end. I I oh that that was, was in the turn. It was king four deuce, and then what was the turn? It was like it was a six or something okay. like that. So again, I made a fumble, small bet, and he just ripped. He it. ripped it all in. I snap called him. He had ace five. No matches, no nothing. The, it was, it, oh, I remember what it was. It was two, three, seven, king. Oh, God. And he yeah. called me with ace five. Yeah. So he's drawing to a four. He's drawing to a four. Well, somehow we tied. Somehow it's straighted that we tied. Oh, okay. I don't so remember you, what it was. So it must have been two, three. I couldn't lose five it. Five on the river? Yeah, like something like that. So I think he had a pair of fives. And yeah, because his five matched. So I, I was able yeah, to use the five okay. on the board. And then the, the after we got it all in, and he was like, "Great move, dude!" Every everyone at the table turned around, even though I didn't win it because we ended up tying the hand. Nobody pushed me around for at least an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And here's the thing: when you show down hands like that, you'd be shocked at how long people will actually hold on to that same thought. Now that you put that in your head, you have to know that they're gonna anytime that they three bet you and you're flatting. Now you have to remember that they're going to think, "Oh God, this could be you know he could be doing this again mm-hmm. with a big hand," and um, and I was so proud of myself. And then a friggin' four comes out, so I could have lost to. I think there were two things that could happen. I could have lost to a five, or I could have tied. There for you a four. go. Okay, that's okay. I get it. So yeah, yeah. So he had he had some yeah. right, which I'll take that equity because we had like we were thirty thousand deep and we just get started. So I was I was looking at fifty sixty thousand yeah. chips in the middle. That sucks that you that had that. You know, ninety plus percent to, yep. to double. But the 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 currency it gave me to the table was on invaluable, and I ended up I ended up cashing. That's awesome. I ended up having. Was, what, what was the structure on that? Was it just a two? It was. It, or was it one? No, I think it was a it was a long one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I love those one day. The, yeah. the difference between the 1100 uh, one days in the, at the win and the Venetian, they both run them. The one days are, they just skip a few blind levels, but it's still really good. Yeah, it was, a, it was the best one day structure you can imagine is yes. what I'm remembering. And then, and then the two day ones are ridiculous. Yeah, because like, I, looked pretty, I looked pretty hard and I think I was going home the next day. Yeah. Um, and, so you uh, needed to have something. So I needed, yeah, I needed a one day. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now the yeah. craziest hand I have yes. ever seen, and I think everyone at my table would say maybe the craziest hand. Without it, without having full house, without having uh, four of a kind beat by a bigger four of a kind or something mm -hmm. like that. So we're in. I just got the. I just got a luck box on a hand I played. Got one hundred eight thousand chips day two. I um. And this is I played main, it right. This is, all, main or this is the main. This is the main day two. Getting ready back and announced five hands. So five hands left. All I'm caring about is how do I not lose any? How do I not put any more chips in the middle? I don't even want aces. Yeah. Don't give me anything. Yeah. So we're playing and we're kind of like everyone's high fiving each other. We're getting ready to bag. Everyone's got big smiles on face. And all of a sudden, our whole table gets quiet. <laughs> in seat two, there is a hippie stoner. Yeah. Who, when he came to the table, announced that he doesn't play by statistics. He only plays by feel. <laughs> and announced it to the table, and he proceeded to go from fifty thousand chips to two hundred and forty thousand chips. Yeah, at everyone's dismay, because he's calling and hitting cards yeah. in the air, and yeah, he, always he has his wild cards. Yeah, and all he says is, "My gave my buddy gave me ten thousand. I love playing. I just want to get his money back. I'm so happy. I'm going to bat." <laughs> so he and he's making these crazy calls, hitting them. So anyhow, the, the really the really solid player in seat three. And he's um, just playing like every like uh, it was a very solid table that that I came to. Play was excellent, um, a little bit aggressive, but but play was excellent. And everyone was being friendly because it was still day two. Um, even though I imagine everyone's friendly, I watched yeah. it all the way to the final table. So all of a sudden, with two hands left, these guys are getting into it, and I hear raise, re-raise. I call. And then the stoner would have the thing saying, I'm checking and I'm not looking and hold his eyes. So he wouldn't look at the flop. He wouldn't look at the flop. Oh, so God. he does. So all the way to the, now there's about 125,000 chips in the middle. One guy had, the stoner had 260. The other guy had 240 or 245. Mm -hmm. um, chip leader was only 800,000 for the day, for the yeah. end of day yeah. two. So this was maybe a top. 15 stack, top 20 stack, mm -hmm. not even percent, top 20. Yeah, people. definitely, he's definitely the top. Uh, yeah. So it's like, okay, so the flop was jack, queen, three, and they're betting. Then a three comes up. Then there's a bet and a call. And then the stoner goes, I'm not looking, I call. I, I check. So he had looked at some of the cards then in between. He yeah, he saw the queen, jack, three, three. Oh, he looks after he's done. After he's but done. But he checks and holds his eyes and shows the table that he's playing by field. The then the the uh, the good player who's sitting in C three starts tanking, and then the guy says, "I haven't looked yet, and I'm calling whatever you bet." What was the river? The river was a four. No flush on board. No flush. No queen straight. Jack, queen jack. Queen three, three, jack. Four. Three three four. I'm calling whatever you bet because I feel it. Was his exact words. The guy hemmed and hawed and goes, "I'm all in." Snapped Stoner snap called him with a pair of nines. The guy had a pair of fours. 
Oh my God! So he rivered. Oh, he rivered a, a boat, oh. gets it all, and ends up bagging five hundred thousand ships. Jesus. And the other guy had the, we actually had three hands left. Then bagged two. No, he didn't bag because there were a few more hands left. Yeah. And then actually, that's how I got up to one hundred eight because I the last hand of the night he had like he doubled up, so he had like four. And I think the blinds were one two, if I'm not mistaken. So I called with an eight. I had a nice hand. I had like ace jack suited, mm -hmm. but I just called because I knew he was going to raise and there was going to be. And I said, let me see the flop. So then I hit the ace. I bet everyone else folded. I don't even remember what he had. Yeah. I took a ten. So you're not I took an extra ten thousand chips. Nice. But but so this guy was the whole table. The whole way was right though. He was ahead. Like if that four doesn't hit, he wins. He had no idea what planet he was well, on. I know, but it I'm doesn't saying, matter. He was that's right. What, that's what I'm saying. Is there's always. Even the main event, there are people like this that play. People don't understand. The main event is the softest 10K buy-in you can ever play. I, know that, right? I thought the fact. I I thought that, and and it I, it was proven to me I, as I, we played. I had a and, buddy uh, that's a very good poker player, like a professional, um, plays for a living, and uh, he was telling me that like out of the 10,000 whatever players they had, he estimates that there's at least half of the field, at least half. I did are, are at amateur or below level. It may be bucket below. list people yeah, who yeah, won correct. their farm. Well, if I sat right here, I'll throw, I'll throw something on top of that and yeah. include myself. And the that's first, no offense to anybody. The just, first two times I played, I was in the bottom fifty percent. Yeah. This time I felt like I belonged. Yeah. I still have two or three leaks in my game to fix. Um, yeah. But there's there, there's no, I, I, I made day one the first time, which is where I met Grayson. Um, which is an amazing story. The mm -hmm. day, the second time I made day two, luckily, but I didn't have the far, the game plan, the, mm -hmm. you know, the learning behind it, which brings me to the point I wanted to tell you, yeah. here's my, here's my take back on you only playing big events. Mm -hmm. There's too much room for disappointment. I, I, you, yeah, you I can run bad on 10 events. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can lose 10 events and play perfect. That's poker. one of the things that I'm also working on. I didn't disclose that, but but <laughs> I'm way too hard on myself. For real, like, yeah, you in general, poker players are way too hard on themselves. So you got to understand, you may go 30 or 40 buy-ins without a big score of any kind. You, yeah. you can. And it's you can't. At, at, at our level, you can't play a 10. You can't. Make a ten thousand dollar event, which is probably ninety to one hundred and fifty percent of your bankroll, mm -hmm. and I would probably say two hundred percent of your bankroll. Well, honestly, my like, no, I mean, I've got uh, as far as bankroll goes. Like, what my goal is, I'm I'm trying to split them into like a live bankroll and a and a like an online role. I don't know how. Like, I don't want to have like four thousand online and then all of a sudden be taking five hundred, six hundred dollar tournament shots on there, even because I have more money elsewhere. You know what I mean, like. Yes and yes and no. But what I'm saying is, and I don't, I don't. Yeah. We don't have. I want to end this soon. But the ten thousand dollar buy-in throws that into a different stratosphere. Oh, yeah. If I were, if I were backing you, yeah, yeah. I'd want you. I personally, just I'm talking about you. Yeah. I would want you to play ten one thousand dollar tournaments with my money. Correct. Then the one ten thousand dollar. I agree. Wholeheartedly, like that's why I make summer. So why would you do that? Well, why wouldn't you do that with your money? So what I think I'm that's so what I think I'm going to do next summer is I'm going to try to play five to seven thousand to two thousand dollar events and then sell action to the main. 
and that's, that's what, that's and, that's what I mean. and that's what I did. That's probably and I I probably could afford the main and but I will tell you back to your original point mm -hmm. is as I was sitting there and I made day three and I was in bed on day two when we went to Fremont the day before mm -hmm. drank beers watched watched mm -hmm. watched crazy people walk by mm -hmm. watched bands oh, yeah. play a little poker me and two buddies that also made day three had the greatest day since high school yeah and uh, that's awesome you know that was that was a lot of fun yeah. and and but as I was sitting there at night and when I went to sleep and I'm saying all right I got a chance to to do something here and then I'm saying I got to give away 65% of yeah anything I win exactly so I'm gonna bet, bet I'm gonna cash for a hundred thousand dollars and I'm gonna get 30 35,000 that did not sit well with me at all correct yeah. but yeah. it did, did give me the opportunity to play in it and it did give me opportunity to have my backers back me even bigger and yeah and better yeah. Yeah. and honestly it gives you really good experience it's something that like you're gonna I feel like eventually you're gonna have a very deep run in that event mm -hmm. I, I really do um so here, let's let's put this to an end, and then I'll let you give your ending remarks. Yeah, yeah. But That's I wanted to do a shout out to yeah. um, AJ Casal coming in third in the 10K. No limit hold him, followed him all the way. Old Tampa player, uh, and a, a um, old friends. Like He's an old, old friend. no old friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! In the sixth event, he came in third. He got beat by Chat. Like 440k, yeah. excellent. My coach Grayson Nichols, who we're gonna have on the show How next. How did he end up? Did he end next up time. Grayson ended up going out just after me, I think, or so just no, before. No he cash. he went he went car dead. Um, you know, he was uh, made a good run. He yeah. played good, but he didn't have the cards to do it. We had four people from our group um, mm -hmm. make it to day three. That was a first. And last year we had somebody cash deep and DWAP. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah. we're getting better and deeper and better. The other, the other thing I want to do a shout out to is Lisa Wang. She sat at my table the first day. She's coached by Marsha Wallach. Who, I mean, excuse me if I'm saying that name wrong, but, uh, excellent coach, great lady. And what's the book? The book. Yeah. The book is purpose driven poker. Um, she was the, just a pleasure, fun to play with. So positive. Unfortunately, she was the bubble girl or wow. bubble lady. Um, uh, with all respect, I'll give her mm -hmm. the, the title that she wants. But I think she got either ten thousand dollars or a free ticket. For yeah, you should have There were three of them, so I don't know what I don't know what happened. Yeah, they happened so simultaneously. I don't know exactly. They have to go back, obviously, the chip counts. I think before the hand to truly determine the one. I know that at least one person gets a buy-in. Yeah, and I think three get people got room. something. That was a write-up. And that's it. Until yeah. next time. Yeah, and then, uh, so Thank here's you, my, buddy. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you for coming on again. Um, I want to do, before we end our episode, I want to give a shout-out uh, to Daytona Beach Racing and Card Club. Um, so that's what I want to say. I'm still waiting for our invitation to oh, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. do the live, Daytona yeah, Live. So we are Byron and Joe. Um, just so you know, we're still waiting for an invite to commentate your show. Um, we'll do it for a negotiable, uh, or at least a hot dog. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe like a, <laughs> a hot dog with sa with sauerkraut. A nice hot coffee in the middle of August. That doesn't know. We'll see. Um, so just so you know what's going on this week, um, I'm not going to be able to play the next two major events there because I've got family stuff going on. Um, I can't disclose. Ooh, I can't disclose what I'm doing this weekend because my uh, brother-in-law may listen to this. 
Um, so that I cannot disclose, but I will be gone this weekend. They have a five hundred seventy dollar. Uh, is it two hundred k or three hundred k guarantee? I think it's two hundred. I think it's three hundred or three hundred. And then the, I know that the money maker in uh, August twenty fourth through twenty eighth that tour is uh, coming up, and that's a fifteen hundred dollar main with a three hundred k guarantee as well. And I'll be at a wedding, family wedding. So and that um, brings me to my last comment is on the on the uh, we were taking the uh, tram from Bally's to um, from uh, MGM to Bally's. Mm -hmm. And Moneymaker walked on it, and nice. he remembered the five dollars I gave him from football betting five years ago. Yeah, and that son of a gun. And we were talking about the tour. He's excited about it. We're excited about it. Yeah. Looking forward to playing with so, him when yeah. he gets here. So other than that, I'm just going to be playing a lot online. I'll try to give you uh, in the next few days. I'm going to try to do some more updates as far as some hands analysis and some tournaments that I play. And then I'm going to try. I don't know how likely this is, but I'm going to try to drive up to Cherokee, North Carolina. There's a World Series circuit that goes on August 3rd to the 14th, and there may be enough time that I can play. There's a $400 monster stack. It's a really good structured tournament. Might go up there and give it a shot, see what happens. Uh, usually first place in that tournament is like between 50 and 100K, so it's a pretty good nice. uh, pretty good tournament. So um, until next time, we will. My sign-off is keep your flops good <laughs> and keep your caches big. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. All right. Um, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh, until then, keep on easy living.